0: Hey, happy Father's Day to to all the fathers who are here, but I also want to thank all the single moms who are here, who have a really tough job. (laughs) All the single moms who are both mom and dad to to your kids, we are grateful to you and for instilling godly values in the lives of your kids. Um, This morning, I want to talk to dads, and I also want to talk to parents, and I also want to talk to some kids because I think God has something for you wherever you land in that spectrum. And, uh, you know, I know today for some people it's, it's kind of a tough day because maybe your dad isn't around. Maybe, maybe your dad is absent in your life or maybe your dad passed away and, and you kind of miss him. And maybe you're here today and maybe you had a great dad growing up and maybe you still have this great father who's in your life. And this morning, I want to talk to you about a really great dad that's found in Scripture and a really great mom as well, who were great parents to their son. So if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Luke chapter 1, and we'll read from verse 5 onwards, Luke 5 verse, sorry, Luke 1 verse 5. We've been talking about the book of Luke, and we're getting into it right now, and so the narrative of the book of Luke begins with the birth of John the Baptist. This is what it says. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zacharias, and he had a wife, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both advanced in years. Hey, dads and moms, I want to tell you today that, man, we can learn a lot from Zacharias and from Elizabeth. We know that these two people, they're great parents because it says that they were both righteous in the sight of God. And it means that they both loved God. And they both obeyed God even though God didn't give them what they wanted. They still trusted in God. And they loved God. And they obeyed God even though they didn't get what they wanted. Dads, we need men who are in love with God. We need dads who trust God In good times and in really, really difficult times. And parents, we need parents who will be faithful to God even when we don't get what we want. Faithful parents is what we need. We need consistent parents. Parents who are going to serve God no matter what. You know, if you Google the stats for the number of church kids who leave the faith after high school, it's pretty alarming. And I used to think it's because professors in college used to turn kids away from the truth. But I also read that kids who graduate high school and enter the workforce are also leaving Jesus at the same rate. So it means that there's something going on here. The Barna group did some interviews of those who stayed the course with Jesus. And those who left the faith during their young adult stages of life. And what most young people said was it had little to do with their classes. And it had little to do with their school. and it had little to do with their professors. And more to do with what they saw in their house. Parents, do you practice what you preach at home? Your kids are watching closely. Do you walk your talk? You know, I believe that Zacharias and Elizabeth were consistent in their faith. They prayed and they prayed and they prayed for a child. And while they didn't get a child, they continued to love God. And they continued to serve God anyways. Do your kids know how much you love God? Do your kids know how much you love Jesus? Do your kids see you love Jesus on Sunday and on Monday? Do your kids see a father and mother who worship on Sunday and will continue living that out through the week? And I'm going to tell you the truth. The future of your kids is dependent on how you worship outside of these walls. Verse 8. Now it happened that while Zacharias was performing his priestly service before God, and the people were praying outside, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. Verse 13, and the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your petition has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will give him the name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to stop right there just for a second. If you have a pen, a highlighter, highlight that in your Bibles. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is a major theme for Luke. He will be filled with what? The Holy Spirit while he's still in his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God, it is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous, so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Here's Zacharias, and he is visited by an angel. And the angel tells Zacharias that God has a plan for his son. And he says that his son will be filled with the Holy Spirit and he will be somebody who prepares the way of the Lord. In other words, God has a special role for John. God has a special plan and a special purpose for Zacharias's son. And this morning I want you to know that God has a plan for you. Dads and moms, do you tell your kids that God has a plan for their life? You need to. You need to remind them of this. Tell them early, tell them often, God has a special plan for their life. When my kids were younger, we we made it a point to tell them that God has a plan for your life. And one day, one of my girls said, so, Dad, what's the plan? And I confidently told her, I have no idea. This is something that we can pray about, isn't it? Man, all of us, we, we want the best for our kids, don't we? I mean, we want our kids to be doctors and lawyers and engineers and businessmen and businesswomen to do well after high school, but do you talk to your kids about the purpose that God has for their life? You know, later on, we're going to see John resurface in the book of Luke, and here he is, and he's preaching repentance, and people are turning back to God, and there is Zacharias' son. There is John fulfilling God's purpose and call for his life. And I, help, I can't help but think that maybe it's because of good parents, parents who are consistent in their faith at home, parents who fostered the plan and the purposes of God in his life. And so kids, all the kids who are here today, I, just, I want you to listen really closely, all the kids, just Keep your eyes on me for a second. If you don't listen to anything else I say for the rest of the morning, I want want you to know something really, really important. God has a plan for your life. And so I want you to repeat after me. Everybody in this room, would you say this? Would you say this? God has a plan for my life. God has a plan for your life. It is a good plan. God has a mission for your life. And you might be wondering what that is. Ask Jesus to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And if you can do that, he will reveal what his will is for your life. Dads who are here today, God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your family. God has a plan for your kids to prepare people for the coming of the Lord Jesus. Dads, this morning, whatever your relationship status is with your kids, I have three jobs that I need for you before the day ends. Number one, tell your kids that you love them. And number two, remind them that God has a plan for their life even if they are far from God, remind your kids that today. Even if your kids are married and have kids of their own, let them know that God has a plan for their life. And the third thing that I need you to do today is start praying for the infilling of the Holy Spirit in their lives. It will make all the difference in the world. I was talking with Shane Adams, who's our... Our campus missionary and one of the things he says is if you want your young people to stay grounded in who Jesus is after high school pray for Holy Spirit baptism in their lives if you want your kids to stay the course with Jesus pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit in their lives verse 24 after these days Elizabeth his wife became pregnant And she kept herself in seclusion for five months, saying, the Lord has done this for me in the days when he looked with favor upon me to take away my disgrace among men. Man, I love what Elizabeth says here. She doesn't say some doctors came along and helped me. She doesn't say some medication helped me. She says, the Lord has done this for me. Kids who are in this room today, I want you to know that when you were born, all of your parents who were in this room said something like that. We said, the Lord has done this. We all said, it was God who blessed us with you. We all said that it was God who gave us the most precious gift in you. The Lord has done this for me. So what did God do? Zacharias and Elizabeth couldn't have a baby and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed and they lived right in the eyes of God and they loved God and they obeyed God. And now in their old age, God promised them a child and now Elizabeth says, God did this. God heard our prayer and by miracle, he gave us a baby. It was God who did this. Some of you have been praying for some miracle in your life. Maybe it's for a child. Maybe it's for a life partner. Maybe it's for some kind of healing. I want to remind you that God answers prayer in his own way. He answers prayer in his own time. Sometimes he gives us an answer instantly, and other times we have to wait. We have to wait patiently, and we have to be persistent in our our communication with him. We have to be persistent in our, our prayer to him, but God is always listening And he is always there to answer you. It may not be what you want to hear. It may not be what you want. It may not be what you expect. Zacharias prayed that God would give him a child. And when he didn't hear from God, he didn't give up on God. He didn't walk away from God. He continued to love God. And regardless of what your request is, I want you to know this morning that God is still in the miracle working business. Put your hope in Him. Put your confidence in Him. Keep your trust in the Lord. But there's more to the statement that Elizabeth makes. See, during this time, women weren't valued if they didn't have any kids. Someone who didn't have a baby couldn't have a baby. They were seen as an outcast. They were seen as someone who had major problems. And not having kids led to poverty. And they would experience public shame. They would experience public disgrace. See, people labeled them poorly. People labeled them incorrectly. They said, you don't belong with us. They said, you're a problem to us. They said, you're not one of us They said, you are unworthy. Have you ever labeled, have people ever labeled you incorrectly? She's a geek. He's a loser. He's stupid. Or she's poor. Or you don't want to deal with that family. They have a whole ton of problems in that family. How have you labeled yourself? Maybe you labeled yourself as stupid or weak or a mistake, or forgotten, or as an addict, or a loner, or ugly, or unlovable, or lost, or broken, or unworthy. And I want you to know this morning that that is not how God sees you. He doesn't look at you like you're stupid, or weak, or lonely, or ugly, or lost, or unlovable, or unworthy. But when you give your heart to Jesus and when he looks at you, he sees you for the person that you are. He looks at you and he sees beautiful and he sees whole and he sees somebody who's made new and he sees strength in weakness and he sees a plan and a purpose and he sees meaning. He sees the apple of his eyes. He sees someone worth dying for. see, God didn't just answer Zacharias' prayer for the gift of a baby, but he rescues them from the labels that society gave them. God doesn't see them as second-class citizens the way that the people saw them for. He doesn't see them as the outcasts of society, and he doesn't see you as a second-class citizen. And God doesn't see you as the outcast of society, but he sees you as the child of the one true king. This is how our God sees you. I'm going to close with this this morning. Dads, your role is to help shape the call of God in your kids. Your role is to help foster the call to prepare the way of the Lord. Moms, your role is to help shape the call of God in the lives of your kids. Moms, your role is to support the call to prepare the way of the Lord. Parents, pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit in the lives of your kids. Pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Pray for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit in your own life. We can learn a lot from Zacharias and from Elizabeth. They were called righteous in God's eyes because they followed his commands, because they loved God and his people. They lived lives that were filled with prayer and filled with worship, filled with serving other people, and their son John grew up to be a good and godly man. Dad's Dads who are here today, we can learn a lot from Zacharias. Good fathers pray. Good fathers pray in the good times. Good fathers pray in the tough times. They pray even when things don't go their way. Good fathers are willing to worship the Lord with all of their heart, with all of their soul, with all of their mind, with all of their strength. Good fathers help foster and nurture the call of God and the lives of their kids. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you be a good husband. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you be a good father. Kids, all the kids who are here today, all the kids, God has an incredible plan for your life. Ask God to show you what that plan is. Pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit in your life. Hey, this morning, I'm gonna ask Anthony to come forward. He's gonna pray over all of our dads here today. And so this morning, if you are a father, we want to honor you. And this includes men who are in this room who might not have kids, but you have been a spiritual father. You've stepped in the gap for some child, some teen, some young adult. You've prayed for, you've looked out for another kid while some someone's parent may not have been in the picture of some kid's faith life. There you were interceding on, on the behalf of someone's kid, and you have been a spiritual father to a host of younger people, some of them who are in this room. And so we want to honor you, and we want to thank you. So this morning, if you have kids of your own, if you, if you are a spiritual father, would you stand this morning all over this room? If you are a dad, all dads, come on, stand up. I know there's more dads than that. If you were a spiritual father, you'd pour into the lives of other men in this room. Would you stand today? And this is what I'm going to do. Wives and children, would you lay hands on these men all over this place? Wives and children, would you lay your hands? And Anthony, would you, would you come and lead us?
1: and God we come before you we thank you that you're such an awesome father and the true example of what it is to be a father but in our weakness you are strong help us to emulate you in every way that we can God and to find other men that would help us carry along what you've called us to do and that we would lead our families in the way that you called us to do and that we would stand up and we would proclaim your greatness, God, to the nations. That you would empower us to do the job because we're not strong enough on our own. It's such a long battle. And every, we may be at all different stages, whether we're sleep-deprived at the beginning or we're, you're dealing with a 40-year-old a wayward son. Give us the strength to lean into you and to continue to be that example throughout the entire race of our lives, God. It's not a short one. Just just fill us with your love and your direction and bless all the men here and help them to get connected and to help fight together, not just as a single unit because men fight better in a team and you've, you've given us an awesome host of men that can help. We bless you and we thank you for all of these fathers and that they'd have a great day today and that you'd just be with us. In your precious son's name, amen. 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 Amen.
0: Hey, folks. (laughs) On behalf of the men's committee, um, we have made a gift to the Haiti Boys Home for all the guys. We also have a small gift for all the guys at the back lobby, and you can pick that, that up on your way out. Happy Father's Day. God bless you this morning. Have a great week.